Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurelien, the mindfulinvestor.net. I'm here with Glenn, glennsutherland.com and Darcy, darcywhite.ca. And today we will be discussing starting with no money. Uh, a very small amount. <laughs> a very small amount. Uh, <laughs> I I think it's it's nice when we, you know, when we challenge ourselves to try and think outside the box and um, because uh, 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 it's it's an issue you may have, or it's it's a limiting belief you may have that you need money to get started, and uh, and actually, um, you know, there are ways around it. And I think it's part of being an entrepreneur to to be creative and find ways to solve problems you think you're facing or you are actually facing. Um, there is this quote that says, you know, your network is your net worth. So I think. One way to start is to start by creating a network of people around you. Um, and I think a good place to do that is to join a, a local meetup. There are some dedicated to real estate almost every, anywhere. Uh, some charge money, some don't. So that way you can go there and start to network and get to know people. Um, and out of the... I know there is a, we were talking about about it last episode, you know, out of the three, you may have money, time, or knowledge. Expertise. Yeah. If you don't have money, you can work on the other two. Uh, you can find people with money and try to find a deal. And uh, and like like we were saying in the last episode, if you find a deal and, and you, you only need an, an internet connection and a phone so that you can call brokers, you can look online. Um, once you find that deal, provided you educate yourself a little bit on, on what, a, what a good deal looks like. And uh, so you, you want to underwrite the location. You want to make sure it's in a good location where there is drop growth, population growth. And then you want to make sure that the, the numbers work. Um, and, and one thing I forgot to mention in the last episode we did, don't be too focused on the interest rate. It can be higher if you go private. But, but um, you know, in a burst strategy, for example, where you buy, rehab, refinance, repeat, rent, refinance, repeat, um, you you if you do your underwriting properly, if you run your numbers properly, the 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 number the deal can work at a higher interest rate uh make sure your exit strategy is clear and and um and uh, and healthy and uh, the the deal works for you but don't shy away from high interest you know they they can they can help in the beginning uh and ways to find cre deals for example uh that's something um, i'm familiar with because that's something i do on a on a daily basis you can find mismarketed deals on residential sites, like residential brokers will get a, um, a commercial property to, to, to advertise because it's a, it's a friend of theirs and they want to they wanna help them and they don't know exactly what they're marketing. So, uh, so there might be opportunity there. Commercial brokers may have their own website and don't post on the sites like LoopNet and Craigslist. You can look also on LoopNet and Craigslist. Craigslist has great uh, you can um, you can add a lot of criteria to your search uh, to help you uh, find those deals yeah and then so there are local meetups and and also since covid a lot of groups have mushroomed uh, virtual groups uh, that you can attend through through zoom and um, so try to hop on those groups try to connect with those people follow up with those people uh, nurture those relationships if you can get the email address 
you can create a newsletter to keep people updated about what it is you're doing, uh, you know, and your your circles of influence, like your family, your friends, maybe you're um, maybe interested in what you're doing and, and may may connect you with people that have um, either a track record or funds to invest. So these would be my tips. If you start with no money, um, try to create the knowledge and, and find the deal. So I've noticed that um, from doing my podcast and interviewing a lot of people, um, the people who are constantly buying properties with no money, um, are they the ones uh, who started with no money? It's very difficult to go from being someone who has a lot of money to starting to do properties where you put nothing down, unless you're raising money. But like, I'm talking like the super creative financing. It's usually yep. learned right off the start. When you hear the stories, I know you could learn it at any point, but typically when every time I hear somebody who's really good at raising money or getting properties at seller financing, they're typically their story started that way. Right. It, and then they just keep doing it. It, it, people with money tend to get lazy and use money. <laughs> right. And, it, and I see the same things over and over hmm. again. Right. The people who have, uh, who are on my podcast and they want to go and invest in, you know, um, I don't know, like Miami, right. Hmm. Where it's very expensive. It tends to be the ones who already have a lot of money, right? Um, so the ones who don't have the money tend to be more creative. They're trying, they're doing a lot more door knocking. They're doing, uh, trying to track down seller financing. They're doing cold calling. They're getting um, expired listings. They're doing the hard work in order to get there, right? And that right. works. And then the people who get used to doing that, they tend to succeed really, really well because they they don't require money to do this and not even anyone else's money. A lot of times it's finding like um, assets that are hard to put mortgages on so that they can just, um, the, the, the sellers of the property are expecting seller financing options, right? So they, they're ready to, they're, they're targeting those kind of places to, to start with, where if you have a lot of money, a lot of times you just go look on the MLS and you do it the lazy, easy way, right? Is honestly yeah. what, what I tend to see, right? Yeah. There's tons of ways to do this without any money or very little money. Like there's wholesaling, um, like you could leverage your credit, um, to work on other people's deal. You want to be a joint venture. Um, you know, you, you say you're an American, you want to work with me. Guess what? There's an advantage to me to work with you, right? I could, we could leverage your social security number. Like, even if you have really good credit in Canada, we could leverage it to work with, you know, one of the Canadian banks down there, Royal Bank, TD, CIBC, we could work with one of these banks. There is opportunity without money just to be a qualifier for properties, right? Um, yeah, leverage citizenship, um, doing creative deals. Uh, you, like I said, these are, tend to be the more hunter type people, um, but I still do them, like subject tos, seller financing, lease options, sandwich leases, option outs. There's lots of ways to do this with, <laughs> with very little money. If you tend, I would have, you, maybe I'll backtrack. When you're typically doing this with no money, you tend to have to put the hustle in instead, though. You're not doing the simple, easy ones off the MLS. You're going to put the work in, but you should because your return is going to be infinite because you're not putting little to no money in. And even when you think about when you put leverage properties, the fewer, the less amount of money you put in, the higher your return will be percentage-wise, right? Yep. You don't need to make the same 
percentage-wise, if you put it, you just had to secure a property or put a down payment to hold a contract and assign the contract, or you put a small amount on to take over a mobile home park or something, you know, the the returns are uh, leveraged in, what's the word for that? Where they, you know, it's it it's like 5x, right? On, on your, yeah. what you're actually money yet, what the actual cash on cash return is. Yeah, your ROI is huge. It might be a small project. You bought for $30,000 a house in Indianapolis and sold it for 60 but that's a hundred percent increase. You know, yeah, and after, if you bought that thirty thousand dollar house, yeah. And but they say you bought that hundred thousand dollar house and you put locked it up with five thousand dollars, then then your five thousand dollars to make thirty thousand dollars, that's six hundred percent return. Yeah. So when you're talking about your track record, you have a last project with six hundred percent return. Sorry, I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> you know, tell me the details of 600 i know this right? sounds like a scam but if you break down the no. numbers it makes sense right yep yeah you know it's funny i took this kind of a different route because uh my former partner and i used to play this game okay what would you do if you dropped i think i mentioned this in an early podcast like maybe a year ago okay this game that what would you do if you dropped in another city with no money how would you how would you it's like a version of the trading places the old 1982 eddie murphy film yeah, with yeah. Dan Aykroyd, right? There was a they TV show about this street. too, wasn't there? Anyway, doesn't... there was a TV show that they did this to some yeah, really wealthy people. That's a yeah, great idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they took a guy off the street and said, "You just got lucky." Here, their you know their son-in-law or their protege or nephew or something. He just got lucky, or he was, you know, he's just sucking off of us. Let's find this guy off the street here, see if he can do the same thing. And you know, the, the comedy of the show is that they could prove he does. Well, we would play a version of that game. What would you do? Um, you know, one version of the game. Uh, hack of the game was, well, I get any job I could. And then I'd apply to the uh, the BC Real Estate or Financial Services Foundation to write my real estate license. I'd raise $1,150 and I'd write my real estate license and I'd go to the public library and do my real estate license on court, on online for free. Then I'd, uh, you know, then I get my, that was my pre-licensing agreement and then I get my specialty. I talk to one of the other brokerage houses and I get a job as a realtor. Because, you know, this is, if you're really interested in doing real estate, get in the business, be a professional. And I wouldn't recommend being a property manager because the pay is not very good. Sorry, it's not. That was my route. I should have done sales, but what was offered to me was property management, but it had three huge advantages. One, I got to look up close at real actual working properties. I had the time to spend every part of my day thinking about real estate looking at real properties, looking at listings, talking to realtors and talking to banks and insurance brokers, learning the business. Um, I wouldn't have learned that business as quickly if I was still teaching school in Scarborough or driving a forklift in Calgary or wherever you are and whatever you're doing, you're not going to learn the business as fast as actually doing the business 24-7. Get your 10,000 hours of competency right away. Don't spread it over 20 years and hope to become competent dive right in. You know, uh, th that was Glenn's conundrum a year ago. Keep working at his other job and running 30 properties a year off the side of his desk or do it full time and, you know, commit all in. So for me, I'm an all in kind of guy. I became a property manager um, and it had all those benefits. I could do it full time and get my competency up with the number of hours spent on the job right away. Every day is getting better. Every day I'm learning something. Every day I'm advancing towards my goals. That was important to me. Um, it was also, I was where the money comes out. If money is a barrier, like we talked about in the episode prior, money is one of the barriers to success. 
be where the money is. If you're nowhere adjacent to money, you don't see how it works. You don't see where it flows or where it goes or worse, how it's lost. If you're driving a forklift and a warehouse in Calgary, you don't see, you don't see the money. All you see is a paycheck at the end of every two weeks. That's mm -hmm. not how money works. That's how paychecks work. How money works is seen somewhere else and in different circumstances. If you're in the wrong place, you won't see the right things. And that's just the facts. So that's another reason why I would do that. If I were a realtor, then I have the opportunity to get close to people who have properties, who have off-market off deals, who have need of someone who's willing, keen and green to be involved in their project. And that way, I'm near where the money comes out. I have competency. And now I'm adjacent to the people who can help me. That would be my, my suggestion. You know if what? That is a great tip. There's a yeah, but if you're doing something else and you want to be in real estate, stop doing something else. Even if you're a surgeon, if it's not making you happy and what you really want to do is real estate, stop being a surgeon and do real estate, right? Sorry, Glenn, go ahead. No, no, no. You're, you're being around people is, it, it is true. And I've had some people that I've met like a couple of years ago and they just kept being always in the room with the, the players, right? Mm -hmm. And after a while, you just, you know, they're in social media, they're always there. And your mindset about them, just they they just become one of the players. And then they start doing deals and they, they had nothing. They started with nothing. They didn't have the cash and they managed to do it, right? They it just, it changes the perspective. They get them, you get yourself around people that are doing bigger things than you. You, you start to do bigger things too. That's yeah. why I joined uh, this group of entrepreneurs I did. And that's why I always aspired to join groups of entrepreneurs because yeah, you get, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and uh, and the other expression is, you know, if you go to the barber long enough, you're going to end up with a haircut. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny. I have to remember that. That's really good. If you hang out to, uh, if you hang out with um, real estate investors, you're going to end up with a property at some point. So yeah, you will. You <laughs> take Glenn's course, you will end up with a property, even if you're reluctant. He, he will. He will end you up with a property. Um, yeah, I would have to say. Proximity is the, the, the word, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, in addition to that, I would be where the players are, be where the money is, be where the deals are happening. I would also join your local chamber of commerce or Rotary Club or a political party that you that doesn't make you vomit. Um, because <laughs> in the that's my cynicism about political parties. Um, that's that's where people are. That's where people have deals. If you know a mergers and acquisition guy that's doing business of under 30 million, it's likely that somewhere in that network is someone selling a casting company or an uh, you know auto parts uh, company or a welding shop or a farm or a dairy, and they're transacting it and brokering it, and they're sitting on a pile of money and wondering what to do. Those are people you should know. Your accountant shouldn't be the cheapest one working in your basement, in their basement or something like that in a mall location. Your accountant should be someone who can connect you to other people with money and people like yourself. Same with your bankers. You need to be with the right people. If you're not doing the hard work of putting yourself adjacent to the people that matter in this business, then you're missing most of what can make it can help you. For me, the surest route through there is becoming a realtor. You have access to deals, deal flows, MLS, who's behind them. You have a, the ability to roll your commission into deals. <laughs> it's surprising how many realtors are investors because they see the deals and they're able to roll their commissions in and help out. You know, you see a realtor who's a 5% owner in a building, you know how that happened. 
He rolled his commission in and it was a smart move for him or them or she or they. It's um, you know, it's just a, it's just a good move. That would be my my straightforward most straightforward directive. If you want to get in the real estate business, get in the real estate business. Get in. Don't be a marketing assistant for a condo plan though. You know, don't do that unless that's all you can find. Um, I think this was a great conversation, but we were supposed to be talking about how to buy it with a small amount of money. But I guess it's getting around these people. But this that's is how this, I do that it. could have been a whole subject on its own, right? Like the getting around the right people. But it, it's that's kind how I of, do it. it all flows together. All of this stuff is, meshes into one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, and, and you have time to pursue deals. You know, if you're giving your time to the man at eight hour blocks or 10 hour blocks a day, you're tired when you get home. Most of, I can feel it. I can feel you there at seven o'clock or nine o'clock at night after you put your kids to bed, scrolling through MLS listings and listening to, you know, podcasts by three clowns like us. You're tired. And, so I'd like Save to some uh, energy. <laughs> yeah, and I, about that, I, I I remember when I was working at this foundation, I was I was I, my thought was okay, I'm I'm pursuing this other person's vision, this other person's mission on on this planet, and I don't want to do that anymore. And Real estate gave me the the freedom to decide what it is I want to do, and um, I think we could plug each other's in here. Uh, so, uh, Glenn, can you talk about your uh, your coaching course? Oh, sure. It's glensutherland.com slash coaching, and it's a twelve week program where I think it's twenty hours. About uh, it takes us to get through it. It's supposed to be an hour a week, but I talk a lot. Um, (laughs) and, uh, yeah. And then we, uh, you know, if you need extra time, we, uh, we spend the time on like a Thursday or Friday and we book some time and we make sure that you are successful, that there's nothing, no rock left unturned that we, we make sure that there's no one leaving going, I wish you would have covered this. I'm like, let's just make extra time and fill it all in. Let's just the goal is to own a property at the end of the course, right? Yeah. Yep. So how much does that cost? Two grand. (laughs) Two grand. So for $2,000. You could take a course that would have you owning a property at the end of the. Yeah. And have someone term. holding your hand, helping you make, make sure you don't make mistakes. That's a low financial barrier to success. I think that's extraordinary. That's exactly what it would cost. Exactly. BC real estate license, $2,500, $2,050 there. So your barrier is low. Yeah. yeah. Typically when you, uh, when you invest in mentorship and in the course, uh, you can make it back in, in one deal usually. Oh yeah. Easily in one deal. <laughs> yeah. So and for my for myself, uh, I'm planning to do some coaching. I really like the mindset, and uh, I worked through my own barriers as I uh, grew uh, my my portfolio. And I, I'd like to have others do the same thing. Basically, grow their own portfolio, and then figure out okay, what what's next? What what is your calling? What's how? What should you be doing out there in the world to be attuned with the, with what's inside? So I'd love to um to help you with that. So I, I have a waiting list, and uh, I do I still do one on one. I'll I'll do a coaching like um like Glenn in a, in the form of a course. I'm planning uh, to do a course. Um, Darcy, what about you? Um, let's see. I'm working on another purchase and a refinance, and do you know my business? Uh, I am blogging on Darcy at darcywhite.ca on these topics. So when we post a uh podcast i'll write a little bit more extensively on my thoughts on those things so if you're interested in my thoughts or just send an email and i respond to them um yeah that's what i'm doing raising my daughters playing some music that's it and you have uh, also people can do paid consultations with you um i haven't i haven't worked through that yet i don't know i'm just trying to figure out if it's 
I love I love this format and I have space for this. I want to make sure that what if I do that, that I have absolute space for it. So I'm still thinking about it. So not yet. No. But if you're interested in multi-res on like on a you know 20 plus units or so, drop me a line. I'll talk to you. It's usually for free. Always for free, actually. <laughs> cool. Thank you everybody for tuning in. So that's Aurelien, the Mindful Investor, the mindfulinvestor.net, Glenn, glensutherland.com, and Darcy, Darcy Please be in touch. And thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>